We're going to begin with uh, Yehuda, Dr. Yehuda's uh, question, which he started asking last two minutes of this year. He might be listening live also and walking in the middle. And he's probably going very fast on Garden State right now. I'm not saying how fast, and there's a reason why I mention that, because that's going to be the second trailer. So we're going to uh, both uh, be no gay, but the second trailer is going to get to a lot of people as well. So, as you heard, the last uh, two, three minutes of Shir, we were discussing the end of Schoenbach's Tshuva, where he raised many concerns about being proactive, dafka, <coughs> and campaigning to teach the Zion mitzvahs, giving them this chashivus and this false identity of uh, people who keep the Zion mitzvahs, maybe get teishev, and again, it's Yisrael, and you can't be makabla, get teishev, which... Some people keep asking me, they say the population is now more in Eitz Yisrael, we might have Rev Yeshvah so it's Shemitah, maybe next year is Yehovah, but who knows. I remind everybody, there are three reasons why, maybe yes and maybe not. One is the census is very, very difficult to claim any accuracy in any census, certainly when they're sending out questionnaires, are you Jewish? <laughs> That's a very difficult question for most people to answer. Not that the answer is difficult, but you've got to know something. And they, they put out that there's 15 million, 16 million, there's um, 6 in Israel, 7 in Israel, 6 in America, who knows. Even in Tinsilimar, they have a slight rise against the whole world, which I, I don't even know if they're claiming yet, but it could be a little go in that direction. It's Machaxi Shainim, whether Rabbi Yeshvel has a simple majority or it's got a new majority to be which we certainly don't have. It's a debate whether the ten shvatim are coming back. Um, if they are, when and where they are, and the sabbatian and assimilated, all sorts of possibilities. We've had many shirim and perichelik about that. And the third sheet is it has to be roivit shevet alad masam, where the shevet's supposed to be. Well, we still don't have a lot of people living in Tel Aviv and Yerushalayim. So pashtas we don't have the now, which means shmita according to many sheets is only drabanon, not every maskim. Not a lot of chayim of maskim shmitas drabanon. We have a lot of coolers based on the fact that Shemitah's Do'abonon, per our shir last year, one of them is not the Heta Mechira necessarily, but the Chaznish had other coolers. That's a big nafkamina, whether Yevil exists in so the three stud them, why not? And Ger Teshev and every every other things are totally in that. So giving them this Chashivas, Ger Teshev is not nafkamina, but giving them credence and giving them that Chashivas Kilu is the right religion, even if it is Avodazar, it's not Avodazar. That was one issue, and we're going to get back to that when I get back to his question. So, oh, I mean, as far as what the borders of Eretz Yisrael for this, for the... There are no Jews living in Lebanon and Syria. That doesn't make a difference. It's not going to help us. Right, but, and then going down south, some of the... Some of the yeah, that's also a problem. I, yeah, I wasn't even getting into that. They lot, and uh, yeah. But without that, the numbers are very rough. And then there's this three-way Mechelikus Rishayna. So... It's something to be excited about. We're happy a lot of Yidin uh, living there. We hope everybody does tshuva. But Yovel, Halachalamaisa, highly uh, doubtful whether it was triggered. So that was our Shlomo's first concern, as we saw last night. The other concerns, I'm separating them because his question was Nogea to the first one. The other concerns were that we're going to end up being 
McCalkle what exactly the din is by fudging, but he's not politically correct, and it could get dangerous. And they really want to get into theological debate with us, which you can't do, even though they say they're not missionizing, but they really are. It's pretty central to the religion. There are many other dangers, and therefore, no arvis, it's not Argashef. So, you asked last night about vouchers. Why? I don't know if it's true that the Orthodox are so active, or the fact that they're putting it over the hump in the States where it happened. I'm sure they were active. They are good in Illinois, New York. Uh, I don't know, we're not even close to vouchers, probably. It's going in the wrong direction. But there are states that have it. Is it good for the Jews or bad for the Jews? His question is, is it good for the Jews because we're causing a lot of goyim to go to religious institutions as the one religion, and per Sternbuch's concern, is that a good idea? So we gave it one minute of treatment, but since he took the time to write out the question afterwards, I'll read it to you, and then I'll, I'll share what I uh, shared with him and uh, my thoughts on that. Jews make up about 2.5% of the U.S. population, give or take. Maybe it's 2, maybe it's one8 from Jews, obviously less. The school vouchers are passed. Millions of children will be in Catholic and various other religious schools, some clearly Avodazar, meaning there are other real Avodazar religions opening up their own school, like people from India and other places. Uh, I remember I was once visiting Yeshiva, and there was a huge monstrosity of a structure next door sitting on like 10 acres. On the way out, I said, what's that? And they said, you don't want to know. I said, oh, if I didn't want to know, I probably wouldn't invest. And they told me that was real hardcore of Odazara. There's a whole institution. You know, Odazara, even though actually got rid of the Yetzirah for us and therefore deadened the Yetzirah for most of the civilized world, but the jury's still out on who's civilized and uh, what civilized means and who remains civilized. Plenty of Odazara in the world. Plenty in the, in the, uh, in the billions. So they would also be uh, to this uh, funding. So if there are 50 times the amount of non-Jews now joining religious institutions, could the Netzchusim be considered a negative issue? That's a very fair question. Nafkamin is, should we stop and desist from campaigning for it? If we're making a difference. What? can't take away the sun because some people worship Oh, so very good. So I'm going to get to that, not as a good marshal to start with, but I'm going to I'm going to get to that, and I'm, I'm going to clarify why that's applicable over here. Especially since the majority of religious zoo find a way to send their children to yeshiva without vouchers, and the portion of non-Jews sending children to religious institutions will probably increase markedly with the vouchers. And then he said, I won't get into the Jews that were sent to reform conservative schools. So, the way we have the matzav now, there aren't too many reform and conservative schools left that they're sending to the those who are not affiliated or so not affiliated. It's almost not Nagaya. Like in all of New York, there might be a... Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe not. But the first part, even if that's true and there are not being so many, but statistically, it's probably correct about the Avodazar, hardcore Avodazar, and the Catholic schools and all the other things we spoke about. So is that a concern? So... My answer is, I believe, I don't know if we're deciding the case in these states anyway, but the Orthodox might have, and might be pushing together with the other uh, faith groups, and it could make a difference, so the Shaila could be no gear. I believe the answer is that we have a chiv, a direct chiv of Arvis, of a chiv kadush, to makar of our own. He makes a statement, and it's true, if you live in New York, you live in Muncie, you live in, that we're sending our kids to yeshiva, and there's nothing to discuss. Unfortunately, or in this case, maybe fortunately, there are many, many 
tens of thousands of Jews who might consider sending to yeshiva if it was free. And although we're used to spending twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars and up in tuition, and those who can't afford it are often being subsidized by the community, which is wonderful. When you pay full tuition, you're doing that. That's a schuz gadol. Lamaisa, out of town, and even sometimes in town, certainly the, the, the Russian Jews in Brighton Beach, they weren't, if you had to start the conversation, it couldn't involve money. They didn't have any. They were used to free education, and the average American is also used to free education. Unless they're middle-upper class, in which case they send it to private school anyway, it's probably more expensive than yeshivas, then you have a fighting chance. But there are thousands of people, if not more, in this gray area, and we have a chiv to save them. So the fact that there's a consideration about whether we're being over by sending Goyim to religious schools. You have the Armada rely on holes for them. It's not strictly about Azari, even though it's wrong. That was Rashtrama's first concern. He assumes like the The other concerns, we're not directly debating them. So there's no Shiloh of missionary activity. And we're not going to falsify Torah. This is a Grama Shiva Grama. We're passing a law for ourselves. <coughs> so... Yes, we don't stop having enough in the sun because people worship it. I think this is even more detailed. We should probably actively, and they are, I believe, campaigning for it because there are many people who can't afford it and will not send, as opposed to the majority of people we see because we're living in Muncie, that there's nothing to discuss and they will sell their shirt if they have to. It's not always like that. Yes? If we're not sending the Well, we will increase. He's right. It could be 50-fold. No, but what but, I'm saying is if they're not going to go there, yeah. and we're saying that that's an issue to, to, for them to, to learn what, what what we say for them is considered a Buddhist art. Right. If the alternative is they're going to a, to a school system that is, is, is going to teach them... All Te'evishom, I agree. So... So, so, like, what, uh, I'm asking 100%. I mentioned that for last night. I'm asking 100%. In the totality of it, they're probably better off. Avi was saying that he doesn't see in his uh, clients who were started off with very religious families, he doesn't see it sticking. But they're probably better off because in the regular public school or anything like that, they're going to do Kol Te'evishabaylum. Now they're mandating it by second grade. They should already know Kol Te'evishabaylum first grade. It's just getting worse as we sit here. So, yes, they have a fighting chance not to be over all the other ones. Question is, does that really work on the ground? I mentioned last night, unless you have a full system, it's possible a lot of them will just believe in the wrong things and then be off, go off, and do a cold table show anyway, in which case you lost on both ends. That's the concern. Right, so, but, so then we so should basically cancel each other out, and then, so therefore, the only people that are really... Uh, is us, right, but I, I don't think, I, I agree with you, but I don't think you have to come out to that. I think, partially, we have to do our chiyuvim, and this is grama shiva grama. Enough community is, if that doesn't ring true in a different generation, what you're bringing up, I still think it's mutter for us to do, and we should do it. That's enough community. I have to agree with you, and I think they've moved to a better place. So Shermach is concerned about legitimizing it. Here, we're not legitimizing it. We're, not, uh, we're doing it for our yeshivas. We're not actively campaigning for their uh, religious institutions. Again, some of them are really hardcore about Azar. How much of that sticks? What percentage? Uh, who knows? But they're, uh, they're certainly out there. But let me say your point, Bashir uh, Husham, now, it's so bad out there. Your average Akum wants to send to a private school. The question they themselves would want just for the violence. Just the, but they themselves can't afford it. They're very, you think yeshivas are right. We try to keep the price down, and we have other people 
helping to support it. The private schools don't give any breaks, and it's quite expensive, and it's really for that upper class. Uh, it's they don't have access to it, so of course they'd like the vouchers, and it's, it is like you're saying safer for them in Gashmias and maybe even Ruchnias. That's another reason, but I, again, I don't know if you have to actually come on to that. Speaking of people rushing to Shear, so I'm not, I should have mentioned uh, Garabin, but the two are related. Um, sure, as a low body citizen, he's keeping the speed limit um, or rushing to help a lady have a baby, and then when he gets to Shul, the lady's not having a baby, so you go to Shear. That would be the, um, giving him ideas what to tell the uh, cops. Lamaisa, it's real mysterious nephew, he's going to hear this if he's not listening now. So this comes from Bensi, uh, who we didn't hear from uh, for a few weeks. We weren't here. And he brings up a kasha, which I raised in Shia. I don't remember if it was in this year, but I think it was after Mincha one day in Adavar Locha, because we have here one of our regulars who happens to be an attorney in the traffic court. And um, this is not going to be a chiddush to people, but... I'm mentioning it because it belongs to this sugya. It belongs to both aspects of the sugya. The eitzah you can give somebody has to be an eitzah teva, unless he's a rasha. And it can't be telling him to do an avera. This happens to have both problems. And I'll read to you the email, and it's a bit of a pella. So, in the discussion of various professions and how it relates to Lifneivir, I've been wondering for the longest time on how plea bargaining works legally. Now, he bavarns, which is correct, because I was going to say that, so he uh, puts it in. It's one thing when the plea bargaining is to lower the fine based on the actual crime committed, which means you plea bargain, the government wants something, they want a witness, they want to know who else is involved in the mafia, and there's, it's not always an exact science, not always fair, but there, there's a chachma to it. They're not saying the fellow didn't murder, they're just saying they're not going to put him away for 50 years if he cooperates. That's one type of, it's fake in the plea bargaining. That's one type. So now you can half understand. Because they're not lying, they're not renaming the crime. They're just saying that law enforcement has to give something to get something. Okay? Bargaining. So far, so good. And he says that that's not the kasha. They've heard many times, and this is true, believe it or not, I don't know if it's true all over the country, that in traffic court, when they plea bargain, they'll change a speeding ticket, red light, a similar offense, like moving violation, that was my comment. And lower the offense to a seatbelt ticket or some parking ticket, which is, think about it, absolutely insane. Because that's sheker muchlet. And you're standing in a court of law in front of a judge that you call your honor. Maybe we should rename that. I happen to know a traffic, he's retired now, I think. Um, I know a judge in Brooklyn who was a traffic judge. That's a nice clean-cut job for a nice Ben Taylor, except for this problem. It comes out you're lying all day, or more than that, you're being able to maybe you're telling people to lie, you're suggesting people to lie. So it's an Eitzah raw and it's a Shaila of Avera. I'm going to try to be measured of this, not to get too nervous. Because I think all of you have been uh, either been there or hired somebody to go there and do the same thing, which is mighty strange. That part I'm not going to be measured. Spoken to a few from lawyers and judges. He lives in Brooklyn, I know who he spoke to, and asked, How does this legally work? They'll answer me, the legal system allows for it. You can do some homework, maybe send me an email or two, and let me know if it's beferish. I'm really embarrassed for this country if it's beferish. Like, allows for it means we look the other way, or it's in print, yes, you can lie, and the guy was going 109 miles an hour, and since he's a good guy, 
we're only going to give him three parking tickets. So I'd like to know what that means. I can ask the next time I see this attorney. But whatever allows for it means, which pushed back and said it's not true. The person had their seatbelt on, but they were guilty of another offense. It's not true. They weren't not wearing a seatbelt, and they didn't park the wrong way, and they know how to parallel park, and they parked in a free spot that was not a fire zone. The whole thing never happened. So how does the system give them a summons based on a lie, especially when you start off the case affirming to tell the truth, the whole truth? Do you do that in traffic court also? You raise your hand and affirm the truth? That's really bad if they do that. I assume they didn't do that. This is a chiddush to me. If you're going to be, what's it called, question, yeah, but I think, stop. if you're pleading guilty, I mean, you know, I'm not that experienced with it, but the times I've been there... I was never there. What? You do? You signing? You raise a Bible? Yeah. If, you, if they have a system where you're going to cap a plea so that you don't have to go to trial, so you don't have to raise your hand. No trial. You yeah. walk into the guy no, here on no, no, 59 and we'll walk in. You do you have, have to, to raise your hand? You don't have to raise your hand? No, Shimmy, no, no, what? You're saying you do? Even when you're pleading guilty? Mamish, they knew Shimmy comes to the shear, they wanted a machlekis. The system that they have designed. I understand what they're designing. I'm just wondering if you have to like say the truth, not the truth. I have a Yishim on that also, but then it's a little more schwer. So the Shail is, would acceptance of such a judgment be initial if naiver? This is naiver on dinim. This only have Zayim mitzvahs. This is one of the mitzvahs. It's to dan dinim straight and all the way, like the truth. There'd be makakal the din, and you're participating. So you're lying. You're being ayver lif naiver. And, one second, one second, and the attorney, from, not from whatever, is... is telling you, advising you, or the judge is advising you to lie. So it's bad advice, and it's an avail l'chaira if it's lying. So unfortunately, the only answer I have is what you started saying. The they use the word reduction. Uh, what? They use the word reduction. We'll reduce it to, and they said, they use the sentences, and we'll reduce it to this. Again, he provided that. Reducing the kanas and the punishment is not the problem. But call a spade a spade, which we stopped using that expression, I think, in the chukah same time. So give me a better expression. Uh, Like, don't, you want to reduce it, so charge me $10. But don't ask me to write in, or don't tell the clerk to write in that the guy wasn't speeding, he was parking next to a fire hydrant. I don't even have any fire hydrants on my block. They don't do that? They're just saying you're pleading guilty. What are they writing down on the thing? You're pleading guilty. And what are they writing down? You're pleading guilty. You're lying. You're pleading guilty of something you didn't do. You're pleading guilty to parking on pavement. That's what you. Which you didn't do. You were going on the Garden State, Palisades, 109 miles an hour. So it's actually worse. In a way, you're encouraging corruption. Why of course you encourage it. It's not encouraging it. This is the way the whole system works. I don't understand. Why, why does the government want to do it? The government makes money. I have no, no, no problem. The local if it, municipality gets yeah. all the money if it's a parking ticket. If it's state I get that, but if you're running a normal system, so again, I'd like to hear a good explanation, but the Chachma would be not to train people to lie every time they walk in the building of a government, an official-looking building with the guys, and some raising their hand and some not. You must have looked more honest. Not that you don't look honest, but uh, there must have been a reason why, so you'll check it out. But they're telling everybody to lie, to plead. That's a ridiculous system. If you want to say, we want to make money, we want to make it easier, we don't want to bankrupt people, so we should charge you $400 going 109 miles an hour, but if you say, I'm sorry... Uh, will relegate it to a $50 fine. 
That's what plea bargain. I'm fine with that. Or if you tell me about the other eight guys who are also speeding, I'll uh, make some sort of deal. So that's what they do by plea bargain. But why have a system of lying? The system is chrome. I haven't heard a good explanation. I asked this attorney, we had this conversation a few months back. He said he always wondered about that, but that's the way it is. Because you're reducing it from moving to not moving, and that's part of the reduction. But it's not true. So I don't think it's good advice to tell people to lie. Consistently, as a system, I think it's ridiculous. If, if the DA and everybody else does also. I haven't heard a normal explanation. If the, why. D, if the DA is using the language, and I'm just saying the reduction looks like this, so can't he define what the reduction looks like? Yeah, but he can't define, sir, was that a parking on the pavement violation? He didn't say was that. He, he says, says guilty as charged. He says, I'm going to reduce to this. This is, will we sign this? Yeah. Okay, so I have to know the Lashayim. Those bulbs didn't get made them done. Yeah, that's only by money. <laughs> you can't walk in. They are doing it darker to get the money. But the, the problem is, the, is the system was designed to have points on your license which nobody wants. They're trying to be made with you. They did that so you don't have crazy drivers driving 109 miles an hour. So undoing the whole system, and we'll say, well, we really just want money quickly. So the quicker we clear this line, the more money we get, and therefore just plead guilty to something that never happened, and we'll take your money and have a nice day. So that's a funny system. Money like money, but it's more money. Money is before you're caught. No, before... No, money is after but it's teaching people to lie, though. It's not good for the guy, it's not good for the year, not good for anybody. But the legal system is set up for someone like Bill Clinton to say, what is it? That's an achave, if that's what we're at. Okay. So he can get away with saying what is it? No, because there... Here, everybody does this. There is only certain people from certain matzahs of but whatever we won't get it but uh, yeah so, they're saying would you like to plead to parking on payment yes I would okay good okay I wonder so now we just I'm gonna I just it's a fascinating example where something went off the rails and they keep doing it you can get back to me with all the shyness of how they legally explain this but they, they and, ask, would you like to plead to that you yeah say, but it's interesting when it. they plead bargain in serious cases they don't say, would you like to plead this? They say, you're a murderer, Ahmar Lassan, but instead of giving you five lifetimes, if you cooperate and we think you're a good guy, we're only going to give you 20 years and get on parole. So That's a different animal, and you're not lying. I, as far uh, as I, yeah. Criminal is actually worse because you have to, you have to sign a sworn affidavit. It doesn't work. Uh, I'm still stuck on when they have to raise your hand, so I'm sure we'll get we back to this. We have an offer for you. Yeah. Would you like to say that you did this. Right. And you say, yes, I would. Not that you did it. I Would you like to say it? Yes. It's a matter. Okay. If like that's all they say, I get. I get. I, I, say, I didn't question the attorney, but I'd like to know. Okay. I, I'd be curious to. No, the nafkamina is. Let me just say. Let me. Okay. Let's see what the Russian is. Let me just say one nafkamina. This attorney. This. Uh, you must do this as a sideline. This attorney told me one beautiful story happened a month in New York. He said he had one of his clients, his clients are basically from, he's a from attorney, that's why Dabba is Mincha here, and he said he had one Tamachacham who was going on Maple Avenue, 42 miles an hour instead of 40, and he was stopped at the end of the month, they got to give out tickets, whatever, I'm not a uh, conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but whatever, he was speaking, so they got him, and they said, sir, you know, parking violation, are you okay with that? He said, no, it didn't happen, and I want to lie. And he wouldn't do it. And he paid triple because he didn't want to say a shekel. That's not 
a ridiculous chumrah at all. I'm not even sure it's a chumrah. But so they're not ridiculous. person spends his whole life saying emes. Why should he utter words of shekhar? There's a lesson to be learned over here. Whatever the pshat the system is, however the miyasha is. He didn't know. He thought maybe there was what to discuss. Then he heard the attorney said to him, don't worry, you could say it's this. He said, but it wasn't. So, <laughs> I got breath of fresh air. Like, you know, why should I say sheker if I could say emes? It'll cost me a few dollars, money well spent. I'm not saying you have to do it. But I don't, see, I don't see how that's a model. That's teaching people to do, to do something that's not business-wise. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just said it for comic relief. You to, to say a mitzvah, can I tell you something? There's yeah. three, let me ask you a question. There's a good I'm glad you brought it out. There's 365 Latin. There's only one that says, not only shouldn't you do it, you should stay far away. And that pasuk is mitzvah shekatechah. If that's not talking about this case, I don't know, I'm not saying you're before you will be did. Absolutely, it was a massive, the lawyer said, massive Kiddush Hashem. lawyer said it was a massive Kiddush Hashem. They, they actually were murmuring, they never saw that before. He said, I don't want to say a sheker. It didn't happen. There is, it was a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. I'm not saying that's the din. You have to say that they have some reason, and you're just saying, I would like to, in theory, say this, or parking means speeding, and this is not what the word means. Like by Shaduchim, if you're 50, how long have you been 49? You know, okay, so with all the other Lashainas that uh, change a little bit, there's some wiggle room, but this is an outright lie. It's just bizarre they have a system. I'm sure we'll get some comments on this. I just want to raise, we have a few minutes, I was about to give this out, but I'm going to raise the next part because I want to now go to the Eitzah Halacha Lamaisa. There's going to be a Chedek of the Chavetz Chaim about Shidduchim, speaking of which, and business, when you get that call, you're in a position now besides helping people and trying not to hurt the other party, which is one of the most difficult balancing acts in life. You have a Chiv Dereza of Lifne Iver, not of Eres here, just the topic we're on of Eitzahs. And that's very difficult when you know the flip side of the eights you're giving is going to take something away from somebody else. You have to try to figure out what is, what's an Hashem here, what's the Eitzah. So let me begin, we're going to get to these Ma'am Rekhanis and Hashem on Monday. Let me begin with um, two very interesting mices. We're going to start the first one now. Ma'al Diskin, who was the Rav in Yushalayim, originally from Brisk. It's called the Briska Rav before the Briska Rav. There after the war, during the war. And this is a turn of the last century, Limits Parm. And there was a Misa. Most of you have read Yushalayim Shalmaila stories. Um, beautiful stories, the whole set of them on the Kedusha. And the, you, you just, if you were there, you'd be doing two things. Whatever you breathed would be absolute Kedusha and tremendous Madregas, and you wouldn't have much to eat. Those are the two things. If you want to describe Yushalayim Shalmaila, in uh, Meir Sharam or in the old city in uh, 1910. Tremendous bala and I had the Marl Diskin uh, was there as the Maradasra. So they had a problem as time went on that things started changing and missionaries came in and secular Zionists came in they started opening up institutions and they started trying to make inroads to take people off the derech, unfortunately. And they had to make very strong takanas that anybody who has any shaykhs with them is like out of the Kehila, and suddenly he has a position in the Kehila. I'm giving you that background. There was a Sheikhit in the Kehila, a very good Sheikhit, knew what he was doing, and he had a family member who joined one of those schools. And everybody was up in arms. And the um, Zayn Tuva here came to the Rav 
and they said that we don't have a personal tie on him, he can't control everybody, but what kind of message does it send? He's the sheikh of the town. Sheikh is a big position. You're a Shemayim, and this is what he represents. We have to remove him. We can't keep him a sheikh. We have to send a message. My Again, we're discussing is that fair, is that not? We're discussing by Brismila, the kid of the Mumer, that was last week, two weeks ago. Sometimes done as a harem tactic to um, keep things together, and uh, it is discussed in Shulchan Aruch. So the Maral Diskin said that it's not the din, and it's not even Beferish as part of our Takhanas. We have many Takhanas to ward off these bad influences, but this, that uh, a grandson is going to one of these uh, Tarbra schools, uh, he should lose his job. People starving as it is, he needs a Panasa. I can't tell you that you could take away his job. He said, however, he's having a meeting, a serious meeting about somebody with the committee. He says, however, if you do due diligence and work on it, find him another job, then you could go back to him and try to put pressure. He should leave it on his own. Because I agree, the, the optics don't look good. And, but you have to find him a job first of equal pay, which is not much, any job to have. But he's got to eat. He's a family. So they said, fine, we understand. They were makabo. They worked on it. They actually found something. They started putting pressure on the sheikhit for the previous meeting. They should voluntarily leave his job, and he has another job. He's not going to get a, a pay. He'll make up some excuse. They won't say. Now, for this, people understand, though. It has something to do with this. Otherwise, the point is lost. But they're not blaming him. Started putting pressure. And five minutes into that rough conversation, he said, I don't know. This is a big thing. And uh, he's obviously upset also. He said, I'm going to ask the rov. Going to ask the moral discount. Nothing happened in town. Small or big. So he came himself. So the Maldiskin, he said, you know, uh, some of the notables of the city came over to me. They're putting pressure on me to leave my job. They said they got me another job. Should I be leaving my job? You sitting down? So the uh, Maldiskin said, um, pause for a minute. He said, you're a very good sheikhit and I think the job of Sheikhid is better than the other job, even though it pays the same. It's more Bakovadik, and I think for you it's better to stay. So he said, okay, that's what I thought. He left and he went and told the guys to please leave him alone, and he asked the Rav, and the Rav told him to stay. So exactly what you were doing that. They were scratching their head. <laughs> that was the symbol, right? <laughs> so they have all the right cues. So. You can imagine, within three minutes, to have seven people back in our Odiskin's office. And he said, Yolam Dena Rabbeinu. We had the meeting. Did we misunderstand something? We got another job. So Odiskin told them, he expected this. He told them, he says, is it Isser Dereisa to give somebody bad advice for the person you're talking to? And the Chiv is to give good advice to the person you're talking to. So you came as trustees of the city, you're doing your job. You want to know what's good advice? Overall, if you can find another job and you can pressure him into it, it's not a din, but if you do it, you pull it off. It works. I think it's a good idea. Then he came and asked me what's good for himself. He said, I think you should remain a shechid. Just think about that over the next few days before we get back to this. That's a stira. Well, they also love the stira. Mal Diskin, who's famous in the Livneva Sugir for his famous kulam, which we will... Still yet quoted over the next few months, but same person, just different call. He's talking about the Eitzah Teva. Eitzah Teva has to be given to the person and to the next person. And guess what? They might talk, and sometimes it sounds like a stira. Not a stira. You have to give 
the right advice to the person you're talking to. Now, it's another Shiloh, what takes precedence, the whole well-building of the Seber. So if the Seber's really getting hurt, then you can't worry about the Yelchid. But here it wasn't an actual bylaw that they had. It had merit. So he said, it had merit. You're in charge of trying to figure out how to do the best thing for the community. I'm talking to him now. Not a steerer. Pretty amazing. That's just the first of two, or of many. Mitzvah Shem will continue on Monday. Well, the first people have to get that advice. What was that?